Welcome to a podcast with Sarah Nelson to celebrate International Women's Day, brought to you by the Sainsbury's Inspire Network. Sarah is the head of supply chain and logistics finance and is also the founder and chair of the Sainsbury's I Am Me Network, which celebrates colleague diversity. She's a great role model to myself and many others across the business. I can't wait for all of you to hear our conversation. thing that I wanted to ask you was could you just explain a bit about your role in the I am me network please yes so I'm founder and chair of the I am me network so we started the network around must have been about four or five years ago and actually realized that there was a need for a bit more of a community when it comes to our ethnically diverse colleagues and so after a bit of listening talking to lots of colleagues from across the business to understand, you know, what is it we need to do? You know, the network was born off the back of that in terms of how do we create a sense of community, a sense of belonging, and that's where it all started. And I think that's where the name IME comes from as well, in terms of just literally everyone feeling so they can be themselves and and bring them their whole selves to work and that's the essence that we're trying to create through the network thank you so you're obviously the founder and the chair for i am me so you're a great role model for loads of people around this business especially women and for international women's day the theme this year is choose to challenge so My question for you is, what will you choose to challenge this International Women's Day? Yeah, oh, lots of things, Emily. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, with the theme being choose to challenge, I think that the obvious one is around, you know, calling out inequality. But more specifically for me, I choose to challenge my peers, my teams, everyone around me to actually see the potential that comes from truly embracing everyone's differences we talk about embracing the difference but what does that really mean in practice and how well do we really do that and you know making sure that we understand the strength that comes from those differences I genuinely believe that everyone comes with their own innate strengths which I like to call superpowers and their own differences and actually how do we bring those out of everyone rather than look for reasons as to why somebody can't do something actually understand that and actually look for the reasons why they can and we're still not there yet whether that's you know differences as a result of gender whether that's differences as a result of race whether that's differences as a result of you know from an lgbt plus perspective i still think there's so much more to do and we've got to truly embrace those differences and so i i challenge everyone to 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 take that on board and i will be continuing to do that in in everything that i do I think that's so important because when you're out there trying to help a big group of people, especially in our business, when there's so many colleagues, you try and do what you think is best for everyone. But everyone has different individual needs, individual strengths, individual areas they want to develop. That is a really important point that we don't blanket people. I really think so. And I think you touched on a bit at the end there, just around, you know, how do we develop ourselves and building this into more practical terms for my teams and for the teams that I work alongside. How do we really focus on development, individual development? And we talk about strengths-based development. But what, how, we need to really create the space and and do it with the right intent so that we can truly understand you know what is it that each individual brings rather than try and get everyone to be like 
you know, a standard a template of a person. Yeah. Let's bring, you know, the individual nuances out and actually use those to our advantage because they are strengths. And so, yeah, creating that space for personal development is probably the most practical tip I can therefore, you know, bring out as an example. Just thinking more about influential women and people in our lives, do you have a woman who has been particularly influential in your life? <laughs> I'm so lucky, Emily. I think I've, I've had lots of women that have been very in- influential in my life. The, the biggest I always talk about is my mum and what she faced as a, a young mother, a young single mother, and how we were brought up really served me really well to understand and see what people are capable of you know she really suffered but she worked so hard and she didn't see barriers in front of her you know she was very determined in terms of this is what I need to do this is what I I would like to to have for myself but also for my for my children and she brought up three three young girls I call myself young yeah <laughs> I'm one of three under very difficult circumstances you know and having come to this country at the age that she did at the age of 19 from Nigeria with nothing and being you know and achieving what she's managed to achieve in her life has taught me that people not just my mum every one of us are capable of really great things and I want everyone to be able to see what they are capable of and so I think for me that's always been my template and she she, she has no idea how much strength that that upbringing has given me and for others it would probably be a weakness but for me it's given me strength and it's given me belief in terms of what I know I can achieve but also what I know others can achieve as well. Oh that's made me a bit emotional. Everyone that I've spoken to just has this massive shout out to their mums and I just think it's amazing and for single mothers too and oh my gosh if your mum came over as well at 19 to this country a completely different culture what an inspiration you are as well to learn from your mum like struggles and fight and to be where you are today too it's amazing thank you Emily I mean I, I never look at myself and think right you know I'm trying to be an inspiration it's just for me it's about being visible as much as I possibly can so that others can also see what is possible as well and I share my story because I say my story my mum's story because I and also my own because I do believe in the potential of others and sometimes you need a reminder to go well do you know what if that person can do a b c d and manage to get from there to there why can't I do it and yes I can and it's just having that kind of inspiration and motivation to say yeah I can do this you know and really believing in yourself because you know she didn't have any (laughs) any you know anything special about her apart from you know that belief in herself that you know and and similar for myself you know similar circumstances but I think what's helped me to get to where I've got to is obviously I've had the support but it's the belief you know that belief in myself and what I know I can do. Thinking about your younger self and Mm. your story and that kind of those kind of things um if you could give any advice to your younger self what would this be it's funny because when I was thinking about this question earlier and I I think about I treat my daughter as my younger self I had my I had my daughter when I was quite young she's 20 now so yeah she's 20 and so I always think about her as my younger self so I always speak to her as though you know it was me what are the things I wanted to hear but actually 
you know, if I take myself back to her age, for me, it would have been about being comfortable being myself and believing in myself and being confident. I mean, we moved from an area when I was younger, which was very ethnically diverse. There was people that looked like me. There was people, you know, lots of role models to a part of the country that, you know, we were the only, you know, black people on the street. I was the only black girl in my class. I was the only, the only everything you can think of. And actually what that did for my confidence at that point in time, at an age which was really important from the ages of about 11 all the way through to 18, I always felt inadequate and I always felt as though I wasn't enough and I couldn't be myself. And actually, I think the, yeah, the advice I'd give to myself was actually be, be confident in who you are and what you bring and you are enough. I suppose that's the same piece about embracing the difference. Just being able to see your strengths. I mean, I talk to my daughter now and she, who is like as fierce as anything and she's so confident <laughs> because from the day she was born, I, you know, spoke to her as though, you know, you can be do whatever you put your mind to do not limit yourself and you know now she's this little fierce bundle of energy and sometimes I think oh my goodness I've created a monster (laughs) I I look at her with so much pride in terms of you know she knows who she is she knows what she brings she doesn't hold back and I'm like yes you know that that is that's my girl you know. Do you know what? I think the teenagers and the young adults growing up now, the ones that challenge their parents are <laughs> the best. I just, this is what I tell my mum anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my sister are super sassy and are kind of the same. Like, oh, we're just yeah. very like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And mum's like, oh, no. And we're like, well, we're like this because we get this from you. <laughs> yeah. As a parent, Emily, it is, not, it is not the easiest thing to deal with. And I do question myself sometimes and think, oh, goodness, what have they done? But I taught her to challenge. I taught her to, you know, not to just accept things as they are and to push herself. And, you know, it means I'm going to get some of that back sometimes. <laughs> exactly and also you have the confidence that when she's out there in the big wide world away from you that other people will be getting that challenge and that's the most important thing yeah oh yeah for sure and funny enough you know even in my teams today you know I lead large teams and I have some people in my team that are probably not too far in age from my daughter is and I I love to just encourage everyone you know you know whether you're male or female to to speak up have a voice and and challenge challenge me if you like you know do it in the right way and with respect but you're here for a reason Mm. so it's bring that you know to the table so the final question for you is what would you say has been your biggest challenge in your career today good question Emily I think for me the biggest challenge I've had throughout my career has been balancing motherhood and my career at the same time so having had my children early on in my career but also wanting to progress my career I've really had to think about different times what's most important to me when my children were younger I made sure I was really clear on the things that I wouldn't compromise on and for me it were things like the early mornings having had time in the morning to have a chat over breakfast drop them off in the playground speak to the parents and those small moments like you know going to their assemblies which are quite corny but I I remember sitting there with tears in my eyes like 
like just the most special moments that I would not miss for anything and for me you know it's meant a lot of balancing you know I remember having to come into work like quite often I'll be at work later than than my teams because you know I'm doing the drop off but I've been really lucky that my line managers have been really flexible and supportive especially here at Sainsbury's and I've always been really open about with my teams about you know where I am why I'm leaving early if I've got a parents evening so I've always been quite consciously open about what I'm doing because I do want to set the example so it often meant you know I would get home later in the evenings because I used to make the time and I lost count of the number of times I would get home and find out like it's non-uniform day or world book day the next day and I haven't made their costume you know and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do (laughs) and in the moment it's quite stressful you know I laugh about it now at the time it was really really (laughs) stressful but I learned not to beat myself up about trying to be a perfect mum or or the perfect career woman so I just reminded myself Emily that with parenthood it's one of those things that you can't go back and do it again like once you've once you've lost that opportunity it's gone you can't do it again at least not with the same child anyway so (laughs) you can't get the time back so at times you are going to need to slow down or you're going to need to pick the pace up in other areas and accept that you're never going to get everything right but it's those everyday small moments that are most important so as I always say to my teens, you know, family comes first and everything else will always fall into place at the right time. I really I- like what you said there about knowing exactly what your priorities are and what you're willing to compromise on. I think that is probably the most important bit of advice. I'd really encourage everyone to do that. And actually, even just looking back on the last 12 months for me, I've just thought about what lockdown has given me and, you know, even being able to work from home, spend time with my teenage son who would normally at this point in time wouldn't want to be anywhere near me but has no choice because um, he's locked in <laughs> <He's stuck there>. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just such a blessing we're able to spend time with each other play around and you know so I just yeah make the most of every moment and and really just yeah count my blessings as much as I can thank you so much Sarah that was such You're a lovely conversation